0: Chapter Six of Miss Frances Baird Detective, by Reginald Wright Kaufman. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Dead for a Ducat, with a presence of mind which even then I could not but admire. Ambrose Kemp took command of the situation. Yes, sir, he said. Stolen. You have probably heard. Young Denine, grave, determined, and his hard face set with that worse sort of anger the cold sort, interposed. "'I have only heard that we have been robbed.' "'Very well, sir,' Kemp pursued. "'Miss Baird and I are, as your father will tell you, detectives from the Watkins Agency. We were brought down here to watch these jewels. A few minutes ago, while I was downstairs and Miss Baird was in charge, and the fellow shot a glance at me, someone entered this room. Miss Baird hid herself in such a way that she could not see just who it was, but when the person had left the room, she came out and discovered that the real diamonds had been replaced by these paste ones he concluded by dramatically hooking his forefinger into the false necklace and holding it up at arm's length under the lamp Denine came a step forward and looked carefully and curiously at the exhibit thus presented but are you sure he asked about this thing perfectly miss baird was just behind the door no i mean that there has been any substitution These jewels appear to me to be all right, but, of course, I know nothing about precious stones. Well, sir, we know all about them, and you may take our word for it, that these are paste. Hm. and Miss Baird, he turned to me as if he felt that there wasn't much genuineness about Kemp, you have not the slightest idea as to who it was that took, or at least who came into the room? I am sorry to say, I replied, blushing for policy's sake, that I have not. He paused a moment, thinking then his face grew more rigid his mouth set firmer than ever and i thought that i saw a queer look of knowledge come into his eyes very well he however said calmly enough the first thing to be done is to notify my father and that you will of course do at once without any loss of time i have some important business that will take me to my room for a few minutes if you want me you will find me there it is the last room at the other extreme of the hall follow the passage to its turning and then go right on to the end thus he left us and kemp saying no further word to me for which i inwardly thanked him clattered downstairs i following at his heels just as the big clock in the hall was striking three we found old denneen in the smoking-room alone and enjoying a long cigar and an equally long highball of irish where are all the others asked kemp as easily as he could all cleared out the retired promoter responded Mrs. Denine and the boys have turned in. Stenger and Remington have driven over to the Bladesdale place to see Evelyn and the Walsh girls safely home. Bad luck, you know, for a prospective bridegroom to do that. And I'm just enjoying my little nightcap. Won't you join me? Poor man. It was about the last thing he was ever to enjoy. I hesitated an instant and then came forward. And Mr. Fredericks, I asked, where is he? Hello. Excuse me, I didn't just notice you, Miss Baird. "'Oh, I guess Larry's in bed, too. "'Said he was going there, anyhow, a half-hour ago. "'But, say, oughtn't one of you two to be upstairs?' "'Kemp sat down beside the old man on the long leather divan "'that ran the length of the room, "'and put a dark hand firmly upon his knee. "'Compose yourself now, Mr. Dineen,' he said, "'and I have no doubt everything will come out all right yet. "'But just now there is no necessity of our being up in the gift-room.' Denine started, his wild eyes stared,' and the hand that held his glass trembled so that a portion of the liquor spilled over the big turkish rug at his feet why why not he demanded because said kemp while i was down in the ballroom and miss baird in charge upstairs now go easy sir Someone stole your diamonds denneen's glass fell crashing to the floor and the old man leaped to his feet his usually pale face turning purple what's that he fairly yelled my diamonds stolen of course it could not really have been a shout little more indeed than a gasp but to us it seemed as if the noise of it must echo again and again through the corridors of the now nearly deserted house hush said kemp imperatively himself setting the proper key for such a conversation whoever took your diamonds is in this place a guest in fact come upstairs we returned immediately to the gift-room denneen trembling through all his tall frame though whether from fear or anger i could not tell you see kemp pursued again as if he had found it all out for himself these stones now in the box are spurious i had closed the lid of the case when we left the room to fetch mr denneen and kemp now stepped forward and flung it open during the short five minutes of our absence the false jewels had vanished too the box was empty we looked at each other for a moment in hopeless silence and it was oddly enough old denneen himself who first regained his nerve you mean he asked that there were false ones here in the place of the real ones when you came downstairs that is certainly what i mean i saw them with my own eyes sir and of course you don't know how this later thing happened certainly not then tell me just what you do know about what did happen won't you We explained it as briefly as we could, without going into the prelude of the balcony, and the reduction of the affair into something like logical sequence seemed to help our listener considerably. He pushed a bell-button in a corner by the door, and then sat down in an armchair close by. "'I'll order every servant into this room at once,' said he. "'Mr. Kemp, do you know where Mr. James's room is?' We nodded. "'Go and get him, then. And Mr. Frederick's and Bromley, too.' their rooms are on either side of james's miss baird will you please call the madam you'll find her room at the other end of this hall across the back of the house everyone under this roof without a single exception must be examined without any delay i should perhaps have explained earlier except that i did not want to go into so many architectural details all at once that the maples or at least the main part of it was built in a square about the central stairway Thus Mr. Denneen using one back-corner room as his bedroom, and the next two being his wife's bed and dressing-rooms, the last-named apartment was next that of young Bromley, which was the end room on the next side. Well, I had just reached Mrs. Denneen's door, under which I caught the gleam of a low light, showing that she was probably not yet abed, when Kemp had approached down the other corridor and had begun knocking at the door to the room of young James Denine. Mrs. Dineen answered my summons almost instantly, wrapped in a handsome pale-gray kimono that reached to her neatly slippered feet. "'What is it?' she asked. "'I thought I heard voices up the hall, and I was just coming out to see what was the trouble. "'Your husband wants you at once,' I replied, in the gift-room. She made off immediately in the direction I had indicated, and I was about to follow her when a penetrating whisper reached me from the right, and turning—' I saw the dim shadow of Kemp beckoning me from the room next that in the corner. "'Come here,' he said. "'There's something wrong in this place.' I hurried to him. He was standing before young James Deneen's door, over which, through the transom, shone a bright light. "'Well,' I demanded somewhat shortly, for there was, in spite of the rush of events, still war in my heart against him. "'I can't get in, but I've looked over the transom, and there's somebody inside.' force the door i suggested this is no time to stand on ceremony he did not agree at first but rapped twice with uncouth loudness and without receiving a reply then uttering not a word he grasped the knob firmly in both hands bent double and raising his right knee applied it just below the lock with all the strength in his powerful little body it is a trick that every detective and nearly every burglar worthy of his profession knows the lock gave with the least possible amount of noise and the door flew open we two tumbling after it the room was furnished with almost severe plainness between the two windows stood a simple dressing-table bearing the usual toilet articles and a large double student's lamp unlighted along the northern wall ran a single camp-bed at the foot of which stood a little shaving-stand on the other side of the room near one of the windows a writing-desk stood open an unfinished note upon it a large clock on the top and another lamp burning cheerfully by its side that was all i saw at first then kemp gripped me by the arm and swung me around a large old-fashioned spring rocking-chair was almost at my elbow and in the chair half sitting and half lying was the body of young james denneen bridegroom elect the throat cut from ear to ear end of chapter six